So I want to tell you about a girl named Julia in Ukraine. Uh, she's an orphan, and she therefore grew up in an orphanage. And when she turned 18, uh, she's aged out, as they call it. She aged out of the orphanage or graduated from the orphanage, and she wasn't prepared for life on her own. Um, as most orphans are in that situation, they, they don't get the life skills they need, but it's time for them to leave, and the government sends them to vocational schools and tech schools, and Julia was sent to a tech school where she would learn how to cook, and it was very stressful, a very traumatic time for her. She didn't have a family loving her and supporting her and cheering her on through all the difficult things there in that transition. And uh, there's lots of other kids like her in the dorm where she lived at the, uh, at the school. And they're making um, certain choices about how to deal with the stresses of life like that. Drugs and alcohol is often what they turn to escape. And uh, Julia did the same thing with alcohol, um, unfortunately, and made generally some bad choices trying to cope with the stress and not having that support and love that she needed. But through some context there, she met some people and learned about a program called Alpha Life. Alpha Life is a ministry that we started in Ukraine in the city of Dnipro, and she started attending these meetings. And in these meetings, she experienced something different. They, the people there were positive and happy, and they treated her with love, and she really liked it. So she would go back and go back, and after a while, she's really enjoying going to Alpha Life and uh, learning there and being treated with such ki kindness and love. But then back at the dorm, it's like a different life. She ended up almost like two lives, living two lives. Uh, and eventually she had to get to the point where she said, I, I got to decide. You know, I can't have, you know, a dual life. But, you know, what do I do? And I think because of our prayers over the years for the kids in Alpha Life and our staff that work in Alpha Life in Ukraine and the way they were treating her, Thank God she made the right choice. And she said, I want to do, I want to live the way they're teaching me in Alpha Life. So uh, she graduated very soon from the tech school and our friends at Alpha Life, they helped her get out of the dorm into an apartment, have a more stable life. She stays connected with the Alpha Life program and then they help her with all kinds of things, life skills, they get her involved in Bible studies and then they help her start looking for a good job. So things are going pretty well and then Russia invades Ukraine. So now life is all turned upside down for her. She chooses with some others from Alpha Life to actually flee Ukraine for safety and live in a different country. So how long? You know, how long is this war going to last? How long are they going to have to be out of the country? I mean, how much bombing can Ukraine endure? It's still going. And what about the program back in Dnipro? What about all the kids that had to stay, all the boys that can't leave the country? What's happening with them? What's going on with the ministry? Are they okay? What are they doing? Well, we're going to answer all these questions, but I'm not going to stand up here and do it myself. Instead, we've got some really special guests with us this weekend, so I want to welcome some of them to the stage now. Ray, and, Ray um, Diaz and Amy Norton from Orphan Outreach are with us. Have you all come out? Ray Diaz is the president of Orphan Outreach. Thanks for being here. And Amy Norton is vice president of Orphan Outreach and also co-founder. Thanks for being here. All right, so Ray, thank you so much, uh, both of you, for coming to be here with us this weekend. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Yes, it's an honor. We really love working with Orphan Outreach, not just in Ukraine, but you've got programs in many countries, including Ukraine and Guatemala. And we 
um, have sent teams and worked with programs in both countries with you. That's right, yeah. That's been really great. So thank you for what you do. We love the fact that uh, you are very professional and Christ-centered. So we love that about Orphan Outreach. But I just want to jump right in here because we don't have a lot of time. Um, So in the Bible, we see orphans and the term fatherless come up, comes up more than 60 times. Clearly, God's got something to say about that. So what what do you see there? What what does God want us to know about orphans as believers? Yeah, yeah. So those 60 verses and many more in the Bible, they reveal the character of God. And additionally, they reveal God's priorities, what matters most to God. And throughout the Bible, it's very clear that God cares deeply about the orphaned and the vulnerable, the broken, the least and the lost, and that he identifies with them. And in Psalm 68, when he's referring to himself, he calls himself a father to the fatherless, a defender of the widow is God. And, and, and he puts the lonely in families. That's what God does. And in the New Testament, that challenge continues to, to the church. And, you know, J- James, the brother of Jesus, would tell us, this future generation, that religion that God, our, our father, accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress. And we feel that call today, and we see the church throughout history responding to that call. And we, when Jesus calls us to follow, is to follow him into this mission of rescuing as many children, orphans, widows as we can, and to go and do likewise. And that's what we do. We do that around the world, and we do it with churches like yours. And we enjoy it. So thank you. What, what, what's this do? Like, how does this influence this call from the Bible? How does that influence what Orphan Outreach does in places like Ukraine and Guatemala? Yeah, so in Guatemala, we're working in some of the most impoverished communities in the country. And these are families that are about to break apart. And these kids are going to end up in a system and end up forgotten and marginalized. So we wrap around those families to strengthen them, to keep them together. We want to provide hope and uh, restore hope for these children so they can fulfill God's calling for their lives. And in Ukraine, uh, we serve as an extended family for kids that don't have a family, that have grown up in an orphanage. And, you know, we all need family, but we especially need family when there's chaos, like a war. So we get to be that family that God puts the lonely in, in Ukraine. Yeah, yeah so we, uh, we got started with that ministry in Alpha Life in Ukraine, and we invited Orphan Outreach yeah. to please come and help us with that because it was growing. Thank you for saying yes. Yes. Yes, that was great. Um, are we the only church then, <clears throat> excuse me, that are sponsoring the orphan graduates in Ukraine? Yes, I would say this, that your church, LifePoint, is mission critical to the ministries in Ukraine. And we couldn't be what be where we are today and do what we do if it wasn't for you. And we've opened up the call to anyone and everyone because we feel God wants more people to engage. So we've opened it up to uh, Christians and churches across the United States to stand up. And because of the war, there has been more engagement, and we're thankful for that. And so you're not the only church. You're probably the most important church. Oh, I like that. Not probably. You are the most important yes. church. Scratch probably. All right, well, let me ask you something, Amy. So, so let's focus on just that, the, the Alpha Life program in Dnipro. Uh, I understand um, you're not calling it Alpha Life program anymore. Is that right? <laughs> We're not. We're calling it Aging Out, as you shared earlier. Aging and the Out. Reason That's very creative. Aging Out. I know. Aging it's not, it's yeah, not yeah. as snazzy as Alpha Life. But um, Aging Out, we have that in other countries because we found these kids who age out of the orphanage at 16, 17, 18 
um, do not have that support system like Ray talked about, family. They don't know how to live independently. They don't know how to even find a place to live, how to buy food. And most importantly, they need to know that there's hope in the gospel and that they have a heavenly father. So that's what aging out does. It's truly family. And who would have thought in a time of crisis like this, you know, we would ever be facing something these young people have faced after going through trauma in their life and then this trauma again. Well, so what's going on now? I mean, with the program, with the aging out program in NEPRO, what's happening right now with those kids? So we are so thankful that um, we were able to immediately transition, get the girls out that were able to get out and wanted to leave. Um, can you imagine making that decision at 18? Do you stay in your country? Do you leave? What do you take? And our staff just wrapped around them and provided that care and that counseling. And now we've even increased the number of kids that we're serving because some of these young kids are in vocational schools, which means they're learning a trade or a skill and they're outside the city. And we've had those kids in our program. They're being ministered to but they begin bringing alongside other kids that are there at that vocational school. So we've actually increased our numbers of young people that we're serving through this Aging Out program. We have about 32 kids. And thankfully, they're all safe right now. That None of the young men are having to serve, but we appreciate your continued prayers for them as they do. Um, they don't know what's going to happen from day to day. We had Nipro was just bombed again the other day. So there's a lot of... Yeah fear, but our staff are right there alongside these yeah, kids. That's wonderful. I'm so, I'm so glad, thankful to God that they're all safe right now Yes, and that there hasn't been any issues that way. Um, let's uh, take a minute and hear about one story, a story of one girl. What's this mean in the life of one young woman going through the Aging Out program? In order to do that, let's watch this video together. So that's a pretty, pretty cool story, isn't it? That's a pretty amazing 
success story of hope, don't you think? Um, it's pretty exciting to know that she went through our program, but what's even more exciting is the fact that we have Oksana here with us today, so I'm going to ask her to come out on stage so we can welcome her. Thanks so much for being here, Oksana. You can sit down. And we got, no, you can sit here. We got two other guys coming out, and we're going to need that third chair. Somebody didn't catch that. Um, Oleg Shalosky is here with us, too. Oleg is the country director for Ukraine and our ministry there. And Andre Rubel. Andre Rubel is the uh, program director, um, the program we were talking about, Alpha Life Now called Aging Out in Dnipro. Thanks so much for being here. And we're going to get you a seat in just a second. Look at that. There it comes. How about that? Pastor Titus. He's a serving pastor, isn't he? We knew we liked him for some reason. All right. Well, look, I, I just want to thank everybody for being here, but I want to get right into it with you, Oksana. Thank you so much for being here. You have an amazing story, but let's go back. Tell us what it was like growing up uh, for you. Я родилась семимесячной с патологией аномалии нижней конечности, и затем я попала в детский дом. I was born premature at seven months with malformed leg, and then I was placed at the orphanage when I was one month old. В детском доме жизнь моментами бывает сложной, потому что я очень много находилась в больнице, но меня поддерживали доктора, воспитатели и также вера в Бога. Life at the orphanage was difficult at times because I spent a lot of time in hospitals because of my health problems. But at that time, I received support from different people like doctors, caregivers, and also from my faith in God. I heard about God since my childhood because a lot of people from different countries would come to our orphanage and talk about God. And also, when I was in hospitals, I was visited by different people who would come and witness about God. Yeah, so one of those visitors, uh, one of those visitors was Zhenya. Zhenya, who was uh, on staff with Alpha Life. Um, some of you know Zhenya. You probably met her in person. She's been here. Some of you have been there on mission trips. Um, and Andre also. Uh, tell us what it was like uh, meeting Zhenya and, and all of that. Zhenya, I am and Andre are familiar with the children's home. They didn't come to us. Also, our conversation was continued after the end of school. And Zhenya me I met Jenya and Andre in my orphanage when they visited us there, and our relationship continued after I graduated from orphanage, and Jenya helped and supported me through my studies in university. Однажды Женя предложила изучать Библию мне и моей лучшей подруге Яне. At some moment, Jenya 
offered to me and my best friend Jana to study Bible together. После окончания университета наше общение Женя и Андреем и изучение Библии все так же продолжалось, и это помогло мне стать ближе к Богу. After I graduated from university, we continued our relationship with Jenya and Andre, and also we continued to study Bible together, and that helped me to grow in my relationships with God. Uh, so, so you've graduated from university now. Andre and Jenya are continuing you know, to stay in touch with that relationship, like you said. So what else happened after graduating from university? Uh, yes. Um, Я тогда начала заниматься бадминтоном, и Женя и Андрей меня познакомили с Orphan Outreach. Тогда мне нужна была помощь с, с протезом. I started to pay, play badminton at that time, and Andre and Женя also introduced me to Orphan Outreach, and also at that time I needed a new prosthetic leg to continue to play badminton. Они мне помогли сделать протез для того, чтобы я хорошо играла и улучшилась моя игра на турнирах. They helped me to get a new prosthetic leg, and because of that, I began to play better and participate and win in different international tournaments. В прошлом году я победила на чемпионате мира в Токио и стала чемпионом мира. And last year, I won at the world championship in Tokyo and became the champion of the world in badminton. That's pretty cool, isn't it? Growing up in an orphanage, uh, obviously prosthetic leg, and now a world champion and giving God, giving God the glory for it. That's just, that's amazing. It's so wonderful to hear your story. So encouraging. Um, I want to take a minute and go over to Andre because you mentioned Andre in your story. Um, Andre is uh, one of the staff in the Aging Out program in Ukraine uh, and uh, has, plays a very important role in the lives of the young men and women there. But uh, obviously there's been an invasion. Now there's a war and you were um, actually not in the country. I'll let you say more about that. But you're finding yourself and your family outside of Ukraine right now. Your home is left unattended back in Ukraine. Tell us about your life right now. Uh, our life is uh, completely changed from the beginning of the war. And uh, we were out of the country. We were on vacation. So, and um, it's a Croatia, so it's a country in Europe. And... Uh, yeah, it was challenging time for all of us, uh, and the question was uh, how we can help our graduates in the situation that it it was. Um, and we and my family we moved to Montenegro, so it's near, and we started like have communication and calls how we can help our graduates who are. Uh, who was in Dnipro and some of this, our staff was in Dnipro also. 
And uh, on the second or third day, I can't remember, so we decided to organize uh, them trip like from Dnipro to the west of Ukraine and then um, they drove to Romania. So it was long three days of trip for them and but God blessed them like in the every details uh, during the driving. And so and finally uh, ten girls from our program they uh, they arrived to Romania because Orphan Outreach has partners there. And we started to think about what we're gonna do and how we can help them like in the next months or years, we didn't know that. And um, also we, we decided to move and to travel to Latvia. And so I drove from Montenegro to meet them in Romania and uh, then we decided to move to Latvia. So and yeah, it was a long, long distances and a lot of uh, things happened. But uh, after that, we uh, so like ten girls moved to Latvia, and I started uh, prayed uh, with my family what we're gonna do in the next months, or we, we didn't know. And so we prayed, and I, th <clears throat> I think it's one of the uh, things that I want to share with you, that we pray that God will use us in any way that he, he want to use. And we see that God lead us to Latvia to serve with the, uh, our graduates. Also, uh, now I'm involved in Latvian program that they have. And yeah, it's, it was a challenging time. It's it, it's really hard time for us, like last year. Uh, but I think it, it it was this year had a lot of blessings in our life. It's in one hand, it's a challenging time. The other, uh, another hand, so it's a blessing time. Mm. And God was with us all these circumstances and challenges, and He blessed us, us in any details. And now we are in Latvia and we cared about the graduates, also with the Latvian staff there. Uh, some of them, uh, some of the graduates came to Ukraine because uh, facing new reality in life, it's so complicated, so difficult for them. Um, language, uh, new city, country, rules, and a lot of, a lot of things. So. <clears throat> Yeah, they just left that they had in Ukraine and our family too. And we left our apartment, we left our church, friends who were there, some stuff that we liked. And now I see that many things in our life are not so important. So people are more important and the relationships with the God is the most important. Um, so, and now we can serve in Latvia. I involved in uh, orphan graduate program also in Latvia. Uh, they have 18 kids, 18 graduates, so, and I can be useful for God. And I see that God lead us and bless us a lot. And mm -hmm. I also want to share that uh, we have a hope in our life. So it's a Jesus Christ. So it's no changing. So we, we can we can see a lot of changes in our uh, in in our life, 
But God is the same, in, and God is with us in any time, in, uh, and God is good in any time. Thank Absolutely. You. That's great. Thank you, Andre. Um, Oksana, anything else you want to add? Yes. Когда я росла в детском доме, я никогда не слышала от родителей «Я люблю тебя», но благодаря Orphana Outreach у меня нашлась, у меня появилась спонсор, ее зовут Бренда. I grew up in the orphanage and I never heard the words I love you from my parents. Thanks to Orphan Outreach, I got a sponsor and her name is Brenda. Когда мы встретились на той неделе с Брендой, она подарила мне крестик со словами «Я люблю тебя» и «Ты часть нашей семьи». Для меня это очень ценно. When we met with Brenda last week, she told me, she gave me this cross and with the words I love you, and she told me that I'm part of their family and it was very precious to me. Mm. That's wonderful. That's, that's great. I mean, that's, uh, that's why we're working with orphan outreach and reaching out to orphans is to sh tell them we love them, God loves them, and uh, it's a privilege to be able to have you here and to be uh, helping you and praying for those that are back in Ukraine. Um, so I want to take a minute here and pray for uh, everything. Pray for Oksana and her life and where, how God is using her as an amazing witness on an international stage. Pray for Andre's family. Um, pray for all the ministry that's still going on in the midst of war back in Dnipro in Ukraine. Um, I also want you to know, uh, obviously, you can pray. Thank you so much for the prayers you've already offered. Um, there's also other ways to get involved. We're, we're sending a team uh, to Latvia uh, this fall in October. Um, and we're also sending a team to, we're pulling a team together for Guatemala, hopefully this year. You can learn about those things in the lobby, um, at the table, talk to them, and uh, talk to them face-to-face. -face. Um, also, if you're interested in learning more about those trips, we have a luncheon happening after church in room 200. Anybody and everybody is invited. If you want to know more about the trips or just be able to talk to them more, uh, stay for lunch with us. But let's take a minute and pray for them. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for this amazing opportunity you've given us here this morning uh, to hear about your love for everyone, regardless of what their circumstances are. Um, and it's so wonderful to see uh, amazing stories like Oksana's and how you've blessed her and led her and her life to an amazing place. And you give people uh, like LifePoint Church um, little glimpses of that and small opportunities to be involved uh, as a part of that process. Thank you for that. Lord, we don't know what else is going on. We're just trying to help people, pray for people, support people in need, and we know that you're working in their lives. So we pray especially uh, for Andre's family in Latvia and help them to know what's next for them. Uh, it must be so difficult. We don't know when this war is going to end, but we pray that you'll provide for them, lead them and guide them, and please, for our friends in Ukraine, especially in Dnipro, protect them, Give them safety, 
Help them feel your love and know that you are always with them. We thank you so much that we can trust you. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.